Cause I'm ready to go. Let's have a good time. Let's go. What you waiting for? We only got one life. One life. And we gon' live it up. So give me the green light. Cause I'm ready to go. Welcome everybody to the Golden Shovel Podcast. Uh, joined here by David Bastias. Um, originally planned to have this the day after WrestleMania, and then me and David sat down and talked and said, all the cool stuff happens after WrestleMania. So we decided to wait till after Raw and SmackDown. We're coming to you here on Wednesday uh, to break down everything WrestleMania and what happened after WrestleMania, the kind of the fallout of it all, um, and where the company heads from here going into what, you know, is basically a new season. Uh, so, David, um, to start, initial thoughts on WrestleMania, obviously the biggest night of the year for us wrestling fans. Uh, really, these last couple days, I've had to just reflect on it. I had to watch matches again because, I mean, this thing was so long, starting at 5, finishing past midnight. It was just so much to digest. Yeah, it was. That once it was finally over, I just sat there in a heap, just exhausted. <laughs> and I just had to think about everything I just saw. It was so much to take in. I felt like... I, I had marathoned the Star Wars uh, original trilogy uh, a couple months ago, <laughs> and it kind of felt like that. It felt like I just, I felt exhausted, and it, I was so much I took in that, oh man, it was hard, it was hard to really put it together what I thought about it, and still now I'm, I'm just not sure how I felt about it still, just because there was so much that went on. Yeah, so I came into it, and I was thinking... This is this was like the least the WrestleMania I've been least like excited for heading in, and I really don't know how I feel about it. I'm very mixed bag. I thought we got a lot of great things on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, um, but I also felt like we got a lot of terrible things. Um, so I, I you know I credit the WWE for doing the good things, and I really and I, I really think that they just wasted so many good opportunities. I mean we've talked about it a little bit through text and stuff like that, and we're gonna break it all down today, but I just. I think you're right. I think it was just so long, and it's just been such a long three days in this universe that it's kind of like, okay, how do you how do you even possibly digest all of that and turn it into something that you can even think about, really? Right, especially when you take into account that Friday I watched the Hall of Fame, which I don't know why that thing is three hours long, but whatever, I watched that. And then Saturday was TakeOver. And then the ROH show was also that time, and I, it was on the same time, so I ended up watching it later. And then Sunday was from 5 to 12, and then I watched Raw, and then SmackDown, and then it seems like my whole life has been wrestling this last week, and it's been a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the way it should be. I mean, if your life's going to be anything, it should be wrestling. Like, it should be something that you enjoy, and I love it. Um, where do you want to start, WrestleMania? I've... You want to start pre-show and kind of just work our way up through the show? Do you want to talk about, you know, biggest moments? Um, I think we can I go guess, either way. I guess we'll run through the card. Um, just before we get to the first match, I guess, um, I have to say one of the best things about it, I don't know for you, but I really like the stage this year. The um, Just like the ramp, the ramp was humongous, but like it was, the actual huge. stage... The actual stage was like really epic this year, and I thought it was pretty cool. Like they had the WrestleMania instead of like it was like kind of a take on the Universal Globe. Yeah. And like the roller coaster. They had the roller coaster. I, thought, like, I liked it a lot. Usually, like the themes or whatever, like you know, I don't really buy, but like this year, I actually liked it a lot. And you know, I've lived in Orlando for a little bit, so I don't know. I just bought into it, and I really enjoyed it. I thought the production and the stage was really good. 
Um, even that intro video they had where like it was like the roller coaster and you're going through all the matches. Yeah, I, I liked thought it. that was I thought that was pretty good too. I thought I actually think that this is one of the better stages they've had in a long time. No, I completely agree. I mean, my first thought when I saw the ramp was there's no way Undertaker's getting down that. Right, and he he popped up halfway. I, it still took a while. It still <laughs> took six minutes. I yeah, couldn't, exactly. but I mean, yeah. So I think you're right. I think it was one of the better stages. Um, I really liked uh, WrestleMania 31 stage too. I think well, it was also besides the uh, besides the stage, they went all out on the on the fireworks this year. They oh, just for didn't sure. Spare any expense? They were just going all out. Roman's fireworks were amazing. That's the yeah, best they, like they fireworks entry out. I've ever seen. It was pretty badass, and you know I hate Roman, so I'll give him that though. I do love Roman. We are very split on this matter. Um, also, the New Day as host. Um, I like the New Day. I don't love the New Day. I do like them. Um, I like them in small amounts. I think sometimes they, too much New Day is a bad thing. And I was kind of worried that maybe they would be showing up too much. And they actually barely showed up. And when they did, it was actually enjoyable. And it was super um, exciting. Like they, Every time they did, it was like a really cool moment. Yeah, exactly. So I thought they were actually pretty good hosts, and that was surprising for me. So, you know, just before we get into the matches, I think that basically everything else, the production, uh, the stage, you know, New Day as host, I thought it was all pretty good. And it got off to such a good start. You mentioned seven hours. The first match was fantastic. I thought Neville, Austin Aries kind of set the tone for what I thought was going to be a show that really exceeded my expectations because that match, you know, a 15-minute match that really, I mean – was pretty breathtaking from start to finish. All right, I'm, I'm, I'd hate to get hot on the first. Match, <laughs> but I, I got, I gotta get hot here. Why is this on the pre-show? I agree. For so long, I hear, I heard so much that we want the cruiserweights to be taken seriously, or it's a legit show. You got to give it a chance. Well, why would I give this a chance if you're putting it on the pre-show as the first match? Arguably, this was the best match of the night. Not from um, a build-up or anything, but just on pure technical ability, pure wrestling, this was the best match of the night. And it was the first one. <laughs> that's, that's what I don't understand is you expect me to take the Cruiserweight seriously and you're just shoving it onto the pre-show. And now, um, I think the second hour of the pre-show was on USA Network, but that was the um, Battle Royal. So this wasn't even on USA Network. Yeah. It, was, it was only online and... Oh my god, I just get so upset because these two guys are amazing. They are. These guys, what they did in the ring was insane. And there were so many amazing spots. And oh my god, that red arrow. And oh my god, it, it was, was amazing. It was better than each of the last five matches. Oh, well that's... On the card. And we're going to get to that. Really like, that's that's that. that's when we're going to get really angry and we're going to start yelling a little bit here. But it was better than all of them. And uh, to, to kind of bury that match and kind of bury um, Neville and Austin Aries that way really upset me. Um, I think you're right about that. But it was a fantastic match. And, I mean, for people like me who have WWE Network and stuff like that, it didn't, that bo didn't bother me as much because, to me, it's just it's WrestleMania. And I don't look at it as pre-show or regular show or whatever. I just look at it as it's a day of wrestling. Um, had it on the big screen, and that's all I cared about. Um, I was watching from the very beginning, so... To me, that didn't really click, but I think you're right. I think it's really a shame that that, that that match didn't get the love it deserved in terms of where it was on the card. Yeah, like, I mean, like I said, like if you're just talking pure in-ring ability, this was the best match. And um, 
Yeah, it was, it was a little upsetting. It was on the pre-show. I mean, um, you know, but it was a great way to start off the show. And, you know, I was really excited. Which I think makes up for it. I feel like, you know, if it was like in the if it was in the middle of like right before all those matches that you were excited to see, you weren't excited after they were done. But if it was right before that, maybe you don't like it as much. But the fact that it did get the show such a good start, like I felt like that was almost a perfect beginning to the biggest night of the year. Right. Well, I mean, then the next match wasn't a... <laughs> I guess that should always be on the pre-show. That should always be on the pre-show. Well, I'm going to let you talk about it because you brought it up the other day. It shouldn't be a match. It shouldn't be a match. There's no reason to have this. There, it, um, there's no reason. The Andre the Giant Battle Royale should not exist. Look, if there was... I mean, <laughs> they just kept saying, like... Look at Baron Corbin. He won last year. I'm like, oh, he won last year? Now he's losing on a pre-show match the next year? Like, yeah, what a great push. He shows up. He wins that. And then a year later, where are we? He hasn't won any belts. I mean, sure, he's had some good matches, I guess. But he's losing on the pre-show a year later? Like, did he really get that big of a push? Yeah, this, since, thing's, <laughs> this thing's garbage. Since winning that Battle Royal, his biggest moment came two weeks ago when he trapped Dean Ambrose underneath a forklift. Exactly. That's Baron it, it Corbin's just, biggest moment. I'm just not a fan of this thing. And it's ridiculous. It's the point that everyone gets their <laughs> mania moment in this match. Because are you really having a mania moment when 25 people are walking down the ramp together? You don't even get your entrance? Only, and Callisto gets thrown out in 10 seconds? What's the point? Only two people got their entrance music. Big Show and Braun Strowman. And neither one. Alright, look. Big Show, I felt so bad. Because from what all, everything is indicated, this was his last mania. This was it. And he got himself in great shape. And look, I don't know what happened with Shaq, whatever. But, I mean, just to get thrown over so easily. And I, I mean, look, Big Show, like, he's not the greatest. But at the same time, he's probably been the worst booked wrestler of all time. Oh, for I mean, sure. <laughs> He's like he's he, he's so bad. He's horrible when he's a heel. He's horrible when he's a face. It doesn't really make much sense. I mean, he turns face and heel like mid matches. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. Like his career has been booked so horribly, and you just think that well, they gave him the trophy like a few years ago. But like you'd think that maybe if this is his last one, he'd get at least a cool spot in there somewhere. And he had the stare down with Strowman. And then he just got thrown over. Which, I mean, Strowman, they've been building him the whole year to put him in this? Just to get thrown over right after, too? Yeah, it didn't make oh any sense. God. Like, that's my biggest problem, is that you pushed Braun Strowman for so long, and, like, you really pushed Samoa Joe for the month. He didn't even show up! The month and the two months leading up to WrestleMania, and, like, you put Braun Strowman in the most worthless match of the night, and you don't even have Samoa... Like, he didn't even show up. Like, he was... Didn't even, like, you didn't even see he him. He the night off! He didn't even have, like, a backstage interview. <laughs> yeah, he could have had a segment or something. I don't know. He could have been on the social media lounge, for all I care. Just put him on the show. Yeah, he took the night off. Did he, even, I mean, did he even make the trip to Orlando? He, he, was, he was signing at Access. <laughs> so, I'm not sure what he was doing. I mean, they called him up from NXT for nothing. Oh, my God. I mean... <laughs> With Samoa Joe being stuck in this match and getting thrown over, even do anything for him? I don't know. 
No, it wouldn't. I, mean, I don't want to see Samoa Joe and the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. I don't. Exactly. I would have rather Strowman just took the night off. <laughs> this match shouldn't exist. It should. If there was, if there was like winning this match guaranteed you a title match in the future or something, or just make something like about even this like match even relevant. an inter, even an intercontinental championship. Exactly. Like match. you should get like... something from winning, not the the winner of the Andre the Giant. Battle Royal, Baron Corbin. Like, why do you announce that? Like, it's, it's not a big deal. You got the trophy. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> look, I just, I just don't want to see this match again. It's a waste of time. I mean, look, the Gronkowski spot was, was cool. kind of cool. It was cool. It was cool, and it was, more importantly, it brings a lot of eyes, national attention eyes, to WrestleMania, which I think is important. Of course. Um, But, I mean... Was that really worth burying Strowman or Sami Zayn? The bigger question is, was <laughs> that really worth making Jinder Mahal finish second? Well, I mean, <laughs> I think if, you know, if Sami was still in it, the fans would have booed Mojo Raleigh to hell or something, <laughs> or even Strowman. I think it's just because, like, Jinder Mahal is going to win. I mean, I was fucking panicking. I don't want Jinder <laughs> Mahal. First of all, on a side note, I just want to ask you. Jinder Mahal's juicing a little bit, right? I mean, let's just be honest. He has to be. Look at his veins. <laughs> he looks fucking disgusting, dude. All right, where's the wellness policy when you need it? But I mean, yeah, I think I think this is kind of similar to the um, to the Rumble, where it was like Randy and Roman were the last ones, and you're just like, oh, I don't care if Randy wins. Like Randy would have gotten booed normally, but you just don't want Roman to win. I think it's the kind of same thing. You just don't want Jinder to win, so who cares if Mojo wins? But you couldn't have done somebody cooler. <laughs> like Gronk could have attacked like Titus O'Neil. Titus O'Neil finished fifth. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think Titus eliminated Sammy, didn't he? Or something no, Sammy. Like Sammy inv- eliminated Titus. Oh, you're right. <laughs> who, who eliminated Sammy? Killian Dane. Oh, you're right, Killian Dane. Yeah, Killian Dane was awesome in this match. He was. He was the only cool part of the match. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like this match. That's all I have to say about that. Like, like the Gronk spot was kind of cool, and like, I'm fine with Mojo winning. I guess. I mean, whatever. Um, because I think I think this does more for him than you know Sammy winning this. I think Sammy they can push him whenever they want. So and I think it showing. sets up interesting things with Mojo. Yeah, so, so I guess I'm fine with it, but I mean, just, uh, it was like 15 minutes for this, like, really? <laughs> I don't know. Well, my, the old, my, the, you're, and you're right about the whole WrestleMania moment thing. The bell rings, Michael, Michael Cole says, and the match is underway, and like, instantly, like, without a breath, he goes, and Primo's eliminated. Exactly, like, you don't <laughs> even get an entrance, you just walk down the ramp with everybody else, you stand in the ring, you get thrown over. It's like, liter- what's the point? It's literally anybody who's on the the outskirt of the ring, like right next to the ropes, you know that they could be gone instantly. <laughs> just getting thrown over instantly. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Look, if it were me, I'd shoot. Like, if I was like Simon Gotch, I'd just start shoot, like, just like stay in as long as I can and try to fuck with everyone. Because <laughs> fuck this match. And now we go from that. We spent way too much time talking about that match. Yeah, I guess so. It didn't deserve that much time. <laughs> And then Dean Ambrose, Baron Corbin, and I was disappointed in this because I thought Baron should win. It meant more for Baron to win than Dean to win. Um, I feel bad for Ambrose because this is the second year, uh, second Mania in a row where he's had kind of a bad match. Well, not, I don't know. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, 
like last year's match with Lesnar was just disappointing, and then he has another disappointing match again. Um, this match felt like really flat. Um, the build-up wasn't the greatest. I mean, it was, it was only all right, three, I guess. It was only three weeks long, the build-up. It kind of just got, like, sprung up. It was just kind of, like, to put something for these guys to do. Um, I haven't been a fan of Dean as Intercontinental Champion. I haven't I mean, I liked him a lot more as WWE Champion. I think it was good. Like, Miz as the champion, it was like, you know, whether or not what you liked the Miz, but, I mean, he thought he was doing a good job with the title or Ziggler and... Um, that, that champion was actually starting to mean something, and then Ambrose kind of got it. It was kind of just forgotten that he was the Intercontinental Champ. He's actually the the longest reigning, out of every champion, he's actually the longest reigning. And it doesn't really feel like it, because no. you just forget he has it. Well, I feel and, like he hasn't defended it a lot. No, he hasn't. And he's, he's kind of lowered the prestige of the title. And this, like, match getting thrown together, uh, it just felt like these guys kind of, like, just phoned it in. It was ten minutes. It was a pre-show. And... And maybe that's what happened, because this was supposed to be on the main card at first, and then it got bumped down to the pre-show, and maybe the guys, you know, they just phoned it in, they said, whatever, it's a pre-show, and it, it, it fell flat. It wasn't the worst match of the night, but, I mean, it was... It, it was close. It was, it, was a, it was a pre-show match. I'll just say that. It was a pre-show match. Yeah, and I mean, I, but there have been really good pre-show matches, like we talked about. Austin oh, there have. And Austin Aries Neville was a fantastic pre-show match. So I don't think that you can just set that aside just because of that classification. Well, that's true. And I, I will, I will give credit. To, like the uh, the finish was pretty cool. Like the Ambrose counter to the Dirty Deeds from the end of days. I thought that was like a good finish. I was cool with and, that. Yeah. And there, there was like some cool like reversals, and it wasn't the worst match, but I mean, it, it was like flat, and like I don't know. I think both of like these guys are actually pretty good, so they probably could have put on like a really good match. But, uh, you know, I mean, I guess they didn't get too much time, and, you know, it is what it is. So we get that. It ends. Renee Young finishes talking. Fireworks go off. We finally get to get, like, a good – like, we get into the show, like, the actual pay-per-view. Uh, right. They go all out with the fireworks. Yeah. Um, the intro video is good. Like, I don't, I'm not going to lie. I was excited because, like, you know, like I said, the Andre the Giant, like, I don't really like it, and that last match was whatever, but it, it wasn't that bad of a pre-show, honestly. And no. And I, you said it earlier, like, you weren't really excited for this WrestleMania. I, think I wasn't. Most people weren't. Um, they've done, like, a really bad job, like, building it up, like, um, just throwing matches together and um, kind of throwing feuds together. And, like, you know, like, they add they added all these stipulations at the end. Like, we didn't know it was a six-pack challenge until, like, the last SmackDown. Yeah, like, like Roman three, five Reigns, days before. Right, and, like, Roman Reigns, Undertaker, like, no holds bar, just... Just out of nowhere, you're just like, yeah, it's no holds barred. You're like, what? <laughs> it was and like then, as they were walking down the ring, they're like, yeah, that'd be cool. Let's just do it. Yeah, exactly. And then like the ladder match stipulation was like just added. Like it's, I don't know. Like they didn't really build to these. Like usually a ladder match is like built for like so long. And it, I guess it was because they didn't think the Hardys, uh, they didn't maybe didn't sign the contract. And then you know once they did, they're like, oh well, let's just make it a ladder match. It's the Hardys or whatever. But like, I don't know. They didn't really do that good of a job building it up but I, I have to say like after that pre-show and like it was time to go and like that intro video i'm not gonna lie i was so hyped and i was ready to go it's wrestlemania my thing is is if it's not a ladder match you can't have the hardys win yeah I like guess. it's just a regular tag team match for fatal four-way tag team match the hardys can't win because it really wouldn't have made much sense for them to just to come in and be the best team immediately but in a ladder match i mean that's their environment like, right. That's where they're the best, and so 
like regardless of who you're fighting, they're the best team out there when it comes to that. So once we saw that, like we should have, like that should have been like a sign. Yeah, I but, guess it should have been a sign. But like, you're right. They fought at Ring of Honor the day before. They were literally in a ladders match the night before, and I'm like, you know, I just don't. I thought maybe it was more likely Raw, and then they just showed I thought, up. I, I thought for sure they'd show up the day after WrestleMania. But I will, we'll get to that, I guess. Yeah, and then a really great start to the actual show. One of the best matches of the night was AJ Styles Shane McMahon. Because I saw, I saw a lot out of Shane that I didn't uh, see when he faced The Undertaker. And I guess a lot of that has to be that he had to be the guy who carried Undertaker last year. I actually year. have this as my match of the night. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was, close. It was good. Um, I wanted to give it to Austin Neville, but I, I, in, in all terms of wrestling, like when you put everything together, I think, I think this was my match of the night. Um, there hasn't been a like, great opening like this to Mania in a long time. Especially when you consider that's arguably the match of the night. Um, Two uh, years at, thir- at 31, they had that really cool moment where Orton launched Seth into the air and RKO'd him, but that wasn't a good opening match. It was just a really awesome a cool opening point, finish. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was really upset that I think, you know, um, what was it, Corey Graves got in trouble uh, for saying that AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon doesn't do anything for him. And I was of the same mindset. Um, you know, I think AJ should deserve not just be shoved with a match with Shane. Uh, I think he should probably be in the world title picture or doing something else. But honestly, um, for me not being excited for this match, they did a good job building it up. Uh, in, that last, first... in, in that last month, because it seemed like, it seemed for most right. of the year they were going to do Miz Shane McMahon. Or something like that, yeah. And... and I thought it was weird because, like, who are the fans going to cheer for here? Because AJ Styles is really over, and, like, everyone still loves Shane. I mean, it's Shane. And, and at first, I was like, when this was being rumored to happen at Mania, I was like, I really don't want to see this. And then they've done it. such a great job building it up. And uh, the payoff was – it was much better. This match was a lot better than I expected. I think it's because I don't think – I don't think anybody expected Shane to be able to – be able to wrestle and perform the way that up to the level of AJ Styles. He was able right. to, he was able to do that. He was also able to brawl, which is his style. And when they were able right. to and, when able to I mix know some that people don't some people don't really like that kind of thing. I mean it's either like you love the way he throws his punches or you don't. I mean I like it. Um, I didn't buy some of his mixed martial arts stuff, but I mean it was fine. I mean you have to remember this is Shane McMahon. And um Yeah he's like fifty years old. Right. He's got and, three and, kids. And yeah, I mean, he had some crazy spots in this match, and um, you know, I mean, he always, he just, I got to give credit to him. He always gonna try to steal the show, and um, I thought it was, I thought this match was amazing. It felt like an indie match, kind of. It did. And um, oh man, I think, I think like just how good Styles is, because he tried his best. Like he tried so hard to carry this match and steal the show, and 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 and, and I'm not trying to hate on Shane in any way, because I think he did like more more out of him than he could but yeah i mean just how good was styles able to put on like such a great match and this was such a good way to start and yeah i thought this mania was going to be amazing just going off this opening match i really loved that coast to coast counter from shane and then turning into his own coast of coast so that was an awesome moment no there were so many moments that were just insane um yeah this match was so good (laughs) and then i mean well especially because like 
it's it's like uh, it's kind of like my problem that was with the the Triple H uh, match when when you're like in a small arena or something like um, just like your in ring work like it matters what you're doing so like in a small like kind of environment like those small like those like shots that H was doing and we'll get into it later but like the shots that uh, H was doing to Rollins' knee or something that works more like a small like crowd kind of thing yeah but when you're in a huge like stadium like WrestleMania it's those huge high spots and like those those crazy like spots like that, that's what like makes the stadium like erupt and gets everyone into it. And like those are the kind of things that like make matches like great at Mania. So I think like what they did in this match doing that and it was like the indie style is what made this match so good. Because they recognize like this is a huge stadium and like you need those kind of spots to make your match memorable. So I think that's what like made this match really good too. Yeah, and I thought that they had like a really good opportunity to do the exact same thing in the next match because Kevin Owens comes from that indie background he has yeah. all of those awesome like indie moves and this <sighs> this match was the biggest disappointment for me out of the I mean, entire show this was the biggest disappointment for me and you can say randy bray and all of that but this match was been building for longer than any other feud in well, in the company the reason why this is disappointing is because it was the feud of the year basically it was it was fantastic like the Festival of Friendship, that's, like, the segment of the year. That's the segment of, like, the last, like, couple of years. Yeah, I mean, that that goes right up there with This Is Your Life. Yeah, and, like, and Jericho is so over, and so is Owens. And these two guys are maybe the best in the company, both of them, arguably two of the best guys in the company. And this should have been the match of the night. And Because they're also really uh, good wrestlers. Exactly, and, and it, it was disappointing. I was so let down by this match. I'm not going to lie. Like, these two guys are two of my favorites. There was some cool spots in there. Um, the tip of the uh, finger was, yeah. I mean, that was the best moment. But, I mean, you, best, but you saw it coming. It wasn't that bad of a match. The best way I can describe this match is it, it felt like a Raw match. Like, it did. It felt, like, it felt like a match you'd see on Raw. Like, it, yeah, it was good, but, I mean... WrestleMania, like this, this was feud of the year, and ah oh man, I was so upset by this. I was too because I felt like th- this was what, like when I when I talked to Nick Sicali about this over on Fresh Off the Deli earlier before the week before WrestleMania, I said this is the match I'm looking forward to the most because it's two really great wrestlers. Their friendship was so much fun, like the way that they were able to keep Kevin's title, and then Jericho was able to win a title, and they were, you know, the way that their friendship kind of grew. I was the biggest Kevin and Chris fan ever. But you could also like, but I mean, in your, we're, we're big fans of Talk Is Jericho, and oh, you a could, huge fan. and you could hear it in his voice. Like he actually meant what he said in Festival of Friendship when he was like, "This is one of the best years of my career." Like he actually means that. Like, yeah, and, you and he could, was like, "I love you, man." And, and you and like, you could see yeah. it. Like you could see it throughout the entire year how good they were and their chemistry. And then to have that end, it was. It was disappointing. That festival of friendship, I was like shedding real tears. It was just really disappointing to have that end for that match. I'm t- I'm telling you, like this this was the feud of the year. The festival of friendship <laughs> was the segment of the year. I was a huge Kevin and Chris fan. You know, someone asked me, and I think this is an important point to make here. If I had the choice between bringing back Kevin and Chris or having sex with Alexa Bliss, <laughs> I'd. I'd bring back Kevin and Chris. It was the best part about Raw. It was why I tuned into Raw every week to see Kevin and Chris and what For they sure. would do. It I mean, would make me laugh. It was hilarious. And it was the best part of Raw the whole year. They carried Raw. I don't know that. It, oh, it was so disappointing because the match could have been so good. It could have been so good. 
I mean, it, it, it should have been. And it should have been good. And I feel like the fact that the WWE kind of wasted that is is really disappointing. Like, I feel like maybe they... I, I feel like they had to have known that people wanted this to be good. Like they I have, mean, it should have been match of the night. Like, like I feel like they should have known that, like, people are going to have the same reaction we do, where it's like, that's what we've been watching. Like, that, that is the... Those two are the only reason I ever watched Raw. Because SmackDown's been better all year. Yeah, exactly. But I watched Raw because I wanted to see who Jericho put on the list. I wanted to see what kind of stupid things they'd do and how Jericho would help Owens win a match. Like, I, I was really intrigued every week, and that was the only thing I wanted to see. Yeah, just their banter between each other, too. It was, like, just must-see TV. And, to, to ha- and I don't think it's over. I think it'll culminate whenever Jericho comes back and it'll end at SummerSlam or something. Well, that's a, I guess that's another thing is, like, everyone knew Chris was leaving. So I don't think anyone was picking Chris here. I think it was kind of obvious, like, Owens was going to win. And maybe that's why the match wasn't as great. It was kind of like... It was kind of like everyone knew Lesnar was going to be Goldberg. Like, yeah. That was obvious. Like, it's the same thing with this match, kind of. Like, you knew Kevin Owens was going to win. And I guess when you take that out of it, like, you just have to see, like, the match. Like, we know the result already. So the match has to be really, really good. And it just well, it, well, it wasn't that good. <laughs> it I, wasn't that good. It wasn't. And it's, it's really disappointing. Um, as a side note, I'm picking Alexa. Okay. <laughs> I mean, me too, probably. But, yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so we move on, uh, and I think this is when it got like started to get bad, like right here, because we've talked about this. It's not, it's not, and then this goes for the SmackDown women's match too. It's not a women's revolution. Like you can't say that and like boost all these girls up to then just throw them all together like in one giant mosh pit of like just nothingness. Build something. And, like, if you have to waste six or seven of those girls and they don't get on WrestleMania, fine. That's okay. Just make sure that you have, like, a really good women's match because neither of these matches were good. I just, I don't think you can call it a revolution when it's so, like, unorganic. Like, if it was organically built and, like, the fans were, like, behind it and it, like, organically made this revolution, then yeah. But I feel like this has been so, like shove down your throat and like you're being told well, like yeah this is amazing this is amazing this is amazing like this is the best thing ever the women are here and you're just like oh, i don't know well it ha- i mean i feel like it has been somewhat organic i mean obviously no, obviously they, forced, Le- they have forced no, a lot no. of it they have forced a lot of it but obviously like lita and trish did a lot of like the foundation work but i have actually really enjoyed like like when sasha and charlotte were going back and forth that 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 to me was amazing. Like it was a lot of fun. I mean, at first it was. I even felt the... I even felt like when it was carrying on and it was dragging on a no, little bit that those matches were good. I felt like the the lead up to those matches was a little bad, but I thought the matches themselves were really good. I mean, they were decent for women matches, but it was so shoved down. It turned the title into a hot potato title, where they just kept trading it back and forth. Well, there are so um, many hot potato hot potato tato- titles right now in yeah, the I WWE. Mean, that's a huge problem. And, I mean, yeah, the I mean, cruiserweight title is basically if anybody owns it for more than a month, it's a miracle. Right, and I think Neville. I mean, I wanted Arius to win, but at the same time, like, I don't mind. You have Neville to keep keeping it because I like building him more like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but the problem with the women's, especially Raw, was the way it was like. Well, I guess SmackDown too now, but um, the problem with the Raw titles it kept getting changed back and forth, and they kept saying like, "Oh, we're gonna, you know, you want to see 
Hell in a Cell, and that match was kind of a disappointment. The Iron Man match was kind of a disappointment. Um, well, I thought the Iron Man just... match didn't make any sense. Who's tapping out with two seconds left on the clock? Right, exactly. Break Especially my break my Sasha back Banks. if you break my back if you have to. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really like that. Um, you know, just the fact that they they've pushed like you've seen the same girls like every week basically. Yeah. And we've seen this for a year, and I'm fine with that if this was kind of built a little better. And maybe this match would have been better if Bailey this was a, her winning the championship instead of. Defending, defending it, it. Uh, maybe if you know charlotte still had the pay-per-view streak maybe this would have been better yeah there's a um, lot of riding on it i feel like you're right but they kind of got yeah, rid I mean, of that for a pay-per-view that really didn't matter they got it for a pay-per-view that didn't matter and you kind of wasted bailey's win on like a random raw and i don't know i just this match just kind of felt like okay we're gonna see this now like um the two things the, the, the two things i would have liked to see and I think the big one is we've talked about. I would have loved to see Sasha go heel. I think that was like so expected by everyone. We're gonna expect Sasha to turn on Bailey and like maybe win the match or turn on her, and it didn't happen. And um, I don't know. I just I think it, just that not happening. The fact that this wasn't Bailey winning the championship. This wasn't Charlotte losing the streak. There wasn't anything like really that memorable about it. It was just kind of a match. Like if something there had happened. It, it might have been a bigger deal. I mean, I thought this was going to be months ago. I thought, oh, like towards the Rumble, I think uh, we did the show, and I was like, oh, I think, um, I think what'll happen is Bailey will lose at the Rumble against Charlotte, and then eventually at Mania, that's when she'll finally win the belt and she'll break the streak the same night, and it's a big deal. And you know, I think, um, was it San Jose is the next pay per view, and that's where she's from, so I yeah. think that would be like a big deal that she defends the. First time she's defending it is there. And, like, I guess that just made too much sense. So this match was, like, it was just, like, yeah, it's just a match. I also like, I also would have been cool if Nia won. I think like, the fans would have been really mad. I don't really, I, ca- I don't really care, though. I want, what, I would have wanted, what I would have said is because it's been such a back-and-forth title, have it go back one more time and just have Nia win it, and she can hold it for, like, a year. Because I mean, she's been so dominant that if she does that right. and she handles the three best women on the roster, not just Raw and SmackDown, but on the entire WWE roster and wins it, you can have such a dominating force there that that kind of would have been really interesting. And they they still kept her look. They still made her look strong. She did. She I mean, they, she had to get pinned by all three. Right, and and I thought the opening, like the opening part of the match, was good because it was kind of like an NXT throwback. Yeah. And, like, it felt really cool, and, like, the spots were cool. But cool. then once Nyla got eliminated, yeah. like, the match fell apart. Yeah, it was. Once she was gone, it was like, what? I mean, Sasha got eliminated in a really lame way. Um, I, I blinked, and she was eliminated. Yeah, I kind of would have liked it. Like, what would have been cool, like, to maybe start, like, a charlotte Bailey rivalry would have been if Dana came out and, like, screwed Charlotte out of winning. Or, yeah, or, or something like that. But to just have Bailey win clean like that kind of and I get it, I guess you kinda of, a lot of times after WrestleMania you want to start over. And it was so anticlimactic. It was. That was the problem. And, well the, and also like it was twelve minutes long and this is a this is an elimination match. Like yeah. a fatal four way elimination match shouldn't get twelve minutes. Like especially when like a singles match between like one of like two of these girls probably would have got the same time. Like a fatal four way elimination match should get a lot more time 
And it was so anticlimactic because I blinked and Sasha was eliminated. And then Charlotte was doing some crazy spots in the match. And then she just lost so anticlimactically. I'm like, uh, I guess it's over now. And like, uh, yeah, it was just, I was not feeling this match either. I think this is one of the, I don't want to say the worst match because there was some really bad ones. Well, the other but, women's match was much worse. Right. And this was, this was just towards the bottom. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Just because it's WrestleMania and it's seven hours long, do we need 13 matches? Because I don't think so. No, I mean, I, w- I would have liked to have seen... I would like to like, see, s- like, seven 30-minute matches. Like, it's the best, it's the biggest night of the match. Like, if you aren't, like, if you, you, it, you shouldn't just force people to be on WrestleMania just because they should be on WrestleMania. It should be the best superstars you have right. and the best feuds ending. I mean, even if it's amazing, like, like, it, it, like who are you catering to? Because, yeah. like, let, um, if you, like, it's like, like I said earlier, like, if you marathon every Star Wars movie, like, yeah, that's amazing, but, like, is the average person going to enjoy that? I mean, maybe. No, I don't but, think so. I mean, it's just too long. So, like, even if all seven, eight hours of Mania is, like, amazing, like, the casual person tuning in is not going to sit down for eight hours of wrestling. No. So, I think better is if you just have, like, including pre-show, if it's just four hours, and you have like seven or seven matches or something that are just amazing. And if you, I, I think that's and, just and just better. and just save the other matches that you wanted to do for the Monday after Raw. I mean, that's the biggest Raw of the year. Right. I mean, they don't. They're not joking around when they say that. You know, to open every Raw after WrestleMania. I mean, it is huge. I mean, the crowd doesn't get like that any other time of year. Like they're good, they're bumping and they want they you know they want things to figure out what happens after that. So save those matches for after Raw. I'm okay with that. But I don't want to see 13 10-minute matches. And I sure as hell don't want to see Undertaker wrestle for 20 minutes. But we'll get to that later. Yeah, that was... Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) And then, to me, we we got back on track here. This was my match of the night. And really, just because, I mean, you know me, Jeff Hardy's like my idol. He's like... Broken Matt, you know, he's my boy. He's probably one of my favorites. He's the only... Might be my favorite. Like, he's the reason... That like I got I started watching wrestling, you know you're you're a big reason why I started wrestling. But R- Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton are kind of the guys when I started watching. We're like, oh, okay, this is awesome. And right, so I, mean, I felt you, you put it. You're like, oh, I feel 13 again. I mean, like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. It's just like, come on, like this is so cool. And so when the New Day came out, I and I love the New Day. So when they came out, and I was I was already excited, thinking that the New Day was going to be I mean, making yeah, a fatal four way. Like, I see Xavier and, and uh, Kofi are like oiled up and ready to go. Xavier looked hype. Xavier looked yeah. like he was about to get in there, and yeah, I was he's doing like the he's doing like the Brock Lesnar like jump. around. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! Like I popped. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be cool. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, well, this is about to be awesome. Like the New Day is about to win this title back, or yeah, at then, least they're and like. Then, and, then, yeah. and then they kind of like, and then like as they're saying like, and your opponent is, and they started stepping away. I was like, okay, so it's not the New Day, and then the no. Mu- no. <laughs> and, <laughs> been so wwe though exactly that's exactly what i'm expect from these people just to troll my ass 
and bring out the shining stars. I was expecting it. I'm not going to lie. I thought for a second, I'm like, it's the shining stars. And But when the music cut, I was already on my feet because of the new day. I was wearing my Bootios shirt. I was excited. Um, and then when the music cut, I lost my shit. I started it's running. So- I started running up and down my apartment. I was screaming. I'm sure my neighbors hate me. But- I had the. It's the loudest pop, probably since I've watched wrestling. It has to be up there. I couldn't control myself. <laughs> I had the loudest pop. I was like shaking uncontrollably. <laughs> I had like the tears in my eyes. I was like breathing heavy. <laughs> it was insane. It's one of those. It. It's all. It's. That moment almost made like everything that sucked afterwards so much worth it. It was right, the, like that well, maybe, one moment, that like that nine seconds where the music cuts and they run out onto the platform. I was like, this is everything. It was one of the greatest, like one of the greatest moments of any night, like I can remember in a long time. It might have been too good that it made the rest of the card <laughs> even worse than it already was. That's but, a problem too. But I mean, even the match, the match had some amazing moments in it. I mean, the match was good. There's been better ladder matches at Mania. Um, oh, for sure. It was still good. It was definitely one of the better matches. I've, I have it in the top three. Um, it could have been a bit longer, especially since it was uh, four teams yeah. just to go 11 minutes. Um, yeah, but I mean, here's the thing. like Going into this match, like I like all the teams in it, um, but I could have seen this being on the pre-show until they added the ladder stipulation to it. But, I mean, if this was just, like, a three-way tag match, this could have been on the pre-show. And I guess, like, you know, it, it's it's kind of been built well. Like, not really, but uh, them adding the ladder stipulation to it and then the Hardys coming out as a surprise made made this go from a potential, like, pre-show whatever match into, like, one of the best matches of the night, which was insane. Yeah, but, I mean, I thought, like, even in 11 minutes, they did a really good job of getting, you know, every team their moment. I mean, obviously... Jeff, right, it, was so, it was fast paced and like a lot happened. Jeff doing minutes. the swanton off the twenty foot ladder is the most memorable thing. I mean, my heart stopped. Right, it's literally I feel thirteen again. Like yeah, it was it was everything to me. It's um, that magic, yeah. When when he put it when he when he brought it onto screen, I, I I just again I like I I actually didn't. I was standing and I dropped to my knees because I was like, <laughs> this is not this is not gonna happen right now. And he started climbing, and then Matt Hardy doing the twist of fate off the top of the ladder in the ring was awesome. I really liked the moment where Cesaro swung uh, Anderson around for like 30 seconds, and Sheamus is just right. bullying and, and Gallows' chest into oblivion. I thought that was a cool moment. Right. And I really um, hate Anderson and Gallows, so I don't really like them at all. There was um, some crazy, like, Cass getting thrown onto the ladder. Yeah. Like brutal. Um, I there was a lot of cool moments in this match. Um, yeah, for 11 minutes, so I thought it was good. Um, one of the better matches of the night. And, I mean, obviously, the surprise in the beginning was the moment of the night, I think. And, and like, throughout the rest of the matches, I was just like, I can't believe it. Like, they're here. Like, they're finally back. And, like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and, and, and it really was. I mean, this was the best part of WrestleMania. It was, like, this hour. Yeah. Because, and I was, I was joking. I with you know Nick and all those guys that I talk with when we were watching WrestleMania, I'm joking with them and I'm saying, regardless of what happens in Nikki Bella, John Cena versus Maurice and The Miz, it's a top three match of the night. Because it, the lead-up to it was so good and it was yeah, so was funny that it, the match didn't matter to me. It was gonna well, be. They, it was gonna be memorable that it, like just ended and that that that, that 
the lead up to it was just so amazing. I mean, the total yeah. Bella's Lost episode is one of the greatest like promos. That's it was amazing. I, it was hilarious. And then the John Cena promo, like he just roasted him so dirty, he did the nut tap. Yeah, I mean, it was it was great. <laughs> it was so dirty. I mean, this match, like, I mean, I'm, I'd be excited for this match anytime, but I think a lot of people who weren't maybe looking forward to this, like, with how they promoted it, they actually ended up wanting to watch this match. Um, as for the actual match, it wasn't uh, very good. <laughs> I mean, it was almost 10 minutes, which was kind of short. I mean, this is John Cena, who you could argue is the greatest of all time. I won't argue that, but I mean... He's the greatest big, of all time. I mean, big match, John. Like, this wasn't really a big match. Like, it wasn't. He got, he got beat up for the majority of it. Uh, Miz working the crowd was great. And then, and then the comeback was, like, so quick. He, like, came back, did his three moves of doom. And, um, you know, Nikki jumped in and helped him. Um... Not enough Maurice in this match at all. Um, and then they, they both, like, did the same moves. And, and this is what Nikki and Cena have done on, like, the last three SmackDowns, basically. Yeah. Um, and I think the proposal was, like, it was kind of predictable, to be honest, because it felt like they were teasing it with the promos. Yeah. And... I agree. Um, it was awkward, because, I mean, people don't like Cena. So, like, the <laughs> proposal, like... Like, I mean, imagine if, like, I don't know, like, if Jericho proposed in the ring or something. Like, the whole crowd would erupt, and instead it was, like, kind of awkward silence. I think there was booze. <laughs> there were some and, like, booze, yeah. Yeah, and, and they were lowering the crowd noise. Well, they did this. it throughout. This is when they started lowering the crowd noise for the entire night. Right, and I mean, look, I hate John Cena, but I wouldn't boo this. Like, this is, It's this part is of his messed. life. Like, it's his real life. It's, exactly. It's messed up to boo to this, but I wouldn't cheer either because I still don't like this guy. So I think that that's what it was. I think it was a lot of awkward silence. And in a way, this proposal kind of proved that, like... Miz was right. Miz was right, because it was so manufactured. And, like, they basically manufactured this whole thing for Cena to propose. And, like, uh, I don't know this. It felt so robotic, like, robotic Cena's house rules. Like, it felt like, <laughs> it felt like what he was saying was right. And it was kind of awkward. And, and Cena's gone, and he's going to go to his movies, and... Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen with Nikki. I don't think she's going to be, like, actively part of the roster. So I think, like, I don't know. Was it worth Miz and Maurice losing this match so John and Nikki could have their proposal? I mean, I guess. I mean, I hope Miz and Maurice keep getting a push because they've been one of the better parts of SmackDown. They've probably Definitely. been one of the best uh, parts of the WWE. I mean, this has been Miz's best year by a mile. Exactly. And he's the person who's benefited from the brand split the most. I mean, I can't imagine, like, if there was never a brand split where he would be right now. I don't That's true. I don't know what he would be. Um, it wasn't the worst match, um, especially because uh, Maurice and Miz and um, Nikki Bella and John Cena have good chemistry. And I mean, the chemistry is so good because I mean, it's real. Like, it's, yeah, you know, they're for real. Like, that's why it works so well. Um, it wasn't an awful match. I enjoyed it. Um, it could have been better, a lot better, obviously. So, you know, maybe not as big of a disappointment as Jericho Owens because of everything else that was going into it. Yeah. It was a little, a little disappointing. I mean, it was still good. And I mean, this, look, I don't like Cena, but the proposal was still a moment. Um, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. It was good. It was good, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's different than Owens and Jericho just because, like, this match really only started a month ago. Well, right, yeah. And so for them to get the. For them to push this match and sell this match the way they did in a month, 
I think it made it worth it, even if it wasn't the greatest match. I'll be honest, I might have looked forward to this match the most. It was in <laughs> my promos, it was def it was in my top three. Yeah, the promos were so good. Yeah, it was in my top three for <laughs> for sure. And then it, it and I loved this match. I loved Seth Rollins Triple H. I know you're not. I know you're not a fan of the WWE tricking you. I got worked by the knee. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> uh, I know you're not a fan, but I I, I like this match. I I hate right. I hated the finish, and you know I hated the finish. But I liked the match. My thing. Right. My thing is, you can't spend three weeks having Seth Rollins be injured and him screaming at the top of his lungs at Triple H saying that. He wants to be. He wants to return to the Seth Rollins he was before he met Triple H, and then have him finish Triple H with the pedigree. Go right, back exactly. to the curb stomp. Go back to it. They would, if he, if they would have done that, it would have been the match of the day. It would have been the match of the day had he he, he finished him with a curb stomp. Because it would have right. come full uh, circle and it would have been so cool, so cool. From what I've read, a lot of people have liked this match a lot. Um, for me, yeah, it was okay. I mean, I like the entrances a lot. Um, I wonder if the long ramp was made just for Triple H's entrance. That's why they had the long ramp. Uh, long ramp so the just thing, cause, <laughs> just because Triple H wanted that entrance. I hated that entrance. You and didn't like it? No. Well, the thing is, is that I, I like one of the things I look forward to every WrestleMania is Triple H's entrance. It was underwhelming. I thought the police kind of made it awkward. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I also would have liked him to just go faster than five miles an hour. I know you don't want to lose control and, like, crash the yeah. bike into the ring, but, like, you could have hit the gas a little bit harder. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was kind of badass and Stephanie looked hot in her outfit. I don't know. I mean, it was good. I, I, mean, it, it, I guess I'm just I'm, – I'm comparing that to two years ago, which is the greatest WrestleMania entrance of all time. Is that the Terminator one? No, that was no three years ago. Sorry, the Terminator one was two years ago. I'm saying three years ago when he came out on the throne and he had that the, he had the oh, skull mask. Did, like that long monologue, yeah. like screaming. It's one of the that greatest. Epic. That's yeah, the greatest epic. WrestleMania entrance of all time. Um. Yeah. So I guess with this match, this was the longest match of the night. Um. And I'm okay with that because it, it actually I mean, is the longest build. I mean, this is three years in the making. This essentially was the main event, if you really think about it. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it was a typical Triple H match. So what that means is it was a slow match. Like Triple it's H, methodical. all his matches are... Yeah. Right. And every Triple H match, like the in-ring psychology is amazing. He's one of the best at it, just the psychology of the match. And um, everything that happens into the match is to tell a story, which yeah. is good. Um... I mean, I like that, but yeah, they're always slow and like grind it out, and I didn't really like that, especially when, um, you know, like kind of like going up to this, it was really, really fast. But I felt like, like it made sense because the because of the work, because of Seth's knee, and Seth did right, have spots right. where he looked like Seth Rollins, but with the knee at, at the same time, there was way too many knee spots. I feel like. Um, it was like they were kind of overdoing it, and Seth was doing like these mat doing these moves that are like, just like, come on, like you're not doing that on a bad knee, like let's be honest. Yeah. And I I, I feel like the the Bobby Roode matches with like the knee have kind of been the same thing, but just like a lot better, especially since they literally did that um the night before on Takeover, and 
I don't know, like, like I said, like, those, like, small, like, working on, like, a knee spot, it works better in an arena as opposed to, like, a stadium. So there wasn't that many, like, high spots or, like, crazy spots. There was a few. Um, I'm, I mean, it probably sounds like I didn't like this match. I actually liked this match. Like, it was probably, I have it as, like, my fourth best match. But, um, it could, could have been better. But it it, it could have been better. Match. It could have been better. Um, but I also think it's not over. Right. I don't think it is either. And I, I think that's what's interesting about it. Um, the uh, I was, you know, I thought Samoa Joe would show up and he didn't, which I guess I'm fine with it. Um, the Stephanie uh, table spot was like, it was kind of brutal. It was. And I guess this whole match was brutal, um, which I thought was pretty cool. And um, yeah, it was good. It, it, seemed, I mean, it seemed like there was a lot of actual hatred between the two, which is what I liked. They, right. they sold that really well. And I have, like I said, I have it like it's like my third or fourth best match. And like, don't get me wrong, it was good. But like, you know, for Mania, this the fact that this is one of the better matches, eh, it's kind of sad. Like, there should have been a lot better matches than this, to be honest. Because it was, like I said, 25 minutes, like, it's it's the slow, like, Triple H grind, methodical, like, in-ring psychology was good. But for me, yeah, it was just, you know... I feel like I've seen this too many times with the the knee spots and like I don't know. And then I mean I I know everyone else is like a bigger fan of this match than I was, but I mean it was good. I uh, guess. You're also not as big a fan of Seth Rollins as most people are. I mean I like him. I'm not a huge fan of him. I mean um, I feel like he's still everybody's favorite superstar. His 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 character is just I don't know what they're. I doing think they're still trying to figure. Out. I think he is a better heel than he is a face. Right. But I feel and like he's. I just think because when he's a heel, like I mean, he's, he, on the mic he can be so vicious. I'm like, yeah, he is. And it's it's just it doesn't I don't know it doesn't really translate well as a face. But I mean, they need more faces right now, and uh, I don't know. I think you're right. I think they definitely do need more faces. There's things why you get all the people who came back on Monday and Tuesday, but we'll get to that. Well, at <laughs> um, the same time, like just like talking top guys in the company, like Jericho's not really a face. I guess he's had a face turn, but I mean, he's not really a face. I mean, Evan Owens is a heel, and like he's more over than anyone. AJ's a heel or a face? I'm not really sure. Like it's the same. It thing kind of it was like a really weak face turn on Tuesday. Right, and like Bray versus Fordin, like who's the face? Who's the who's heel the in that? Face. I mean, Brock's a heel. Like Roman, is he really a face? I mean, he's he's just treated like a heel. So I think they don't have like. Real faces. I mean, NXT's done it well with obviously Dillinger, Nakamura, whatever. But yeah, so I think I think with Seth, they're like, we really need a, another face around here. So that's what they've tried to do with it. So I, I can't blame him, but I, I mean, he's just so good as a heel. Like he's so vicious and like. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, so that's, that's what I he do miss well. heel, so. And I feel like, and I feel like it goes back to what we talked about. You know, that pre-show match. They just haven't done a very good job of doing Dean. I feel like Dean is a really good face. People really like him, and, like, he is kind of funny. Um, like, he is a really good face. They just haven't used him right over, like, the last half a year. Right. And, I, I mean, I think they're just in an awkward spot. They don't know where to put him. And, I mean, this is a guy who comes from CZW, which is, like, the most hardcore promotion ever. And, like, he just, they, they can't really do that, any, like, what he used to do, like, in that promotion. Yeah. And, 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 and like, and he's I had, don't know. So he's had cool extreme moments, Dean. Right, exactly. But like he's like probably the most extreme guy on the roster. I think Kevin um, Owens is. Yeah. The things he builds, like 
again, going he back is, to but I mean, Jericho, like, when he builds uh, those things, like, I've when he built seen, that I've chair seen, tower. I've seen those old Ambrose matches. Like, the dude is insane. Like, he'll do anything. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know. There's just not a place for that in the WWE currently. So, and, like, just in general, I think they don't know where to put him. And, I mean, that's a lot of, a problem with a lot of people on the card tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then that was it. The down – and now we're going to get angry. <sighs> and, now we're, yeah. and now we're going to get angry. So let's just start. Let's just start screaming. Because this is, like, where everything just went to shit. It turned fucking terrible. Right. Orton Wyatt is – for one, we're gonna. We're wait, just gonna... wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're forgetting something. Oh, I'm not doing. I'm not talking about it. What? We're not talking about the concert. Why not? Because it was horrible. I think it was part of the turn. I think it's important to mention that we had the very much needed concert, which, you know, like yeah, smack that women. They're only gonna get five minutes because we need a five minute pitbull concert. And, uh, you know, I think it's important to mention that at the turn of when this pay-per-view went to shit is also when the uh, concert happened. And, look, I like this song. First of all, why was Stephen Marley there at the beginning? They did, like, a 10-second Yeah, I think they were, promo- they were promoting, <laughs> promoting another Pitbull song. Oh, that is, that's, that's, a, yeah. that's even better. That's <laughs> even better. I mean, I kind of like this song. It's catchy. The problem is they've played it so much for the last, like, four months that I've lost my fucking mind and even when they played it on like this last Raw and Smackdown I was fucking losing my mind with this song you were I mean sing- it's just so catchy though when we were talking you know right before the podcast hit record you were singing it cause it's so fucking catchy dude I I absolutely hate Pitbull I cannot stand him he's a good meme <laughs> Flowrider Flowrider's okay with me like he's very we saw Flowrider live He's very hit or miss. We did see Flo Rida live. <laughs> um, I'll never forget we're at Raw and Flo Rida's doing his concert. Like the old grandma in front of us who took her kids is like standing up dancing. And I'm like, what is going on? Uh, that was a good Raw. Yeah, Lesnar came back and everything. That's, when, cool, you, that's but... when you screwed up our sign. Oh, yeah, I know. That sign was hilarious. <laughs> So the the, con- the concert ends and the we we get the main event of WrestleMania an hour before the sh- in a, about an hour before the show ends. Right, because we've been told for months the winner of the Rumble main events Mania. You're gonna main event Mania, and this I deserve to main event Mania, not you. And, and it wasn't the main event. So what right, what what's exactly. the Royal Rumble? What's the Royal Rumble really doing? Well, I mean, they haven't always had the Royal Rumble as, like, the actual main event. I mean, most of the time it is, but it hasn't always been. And, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm going to get really hot. But, but, but this match could have actually been a main event match. Well, it, it, it really could have been, been a, it could have been a bigger main event match than any of the three matches that followed it. Right, because it had better performers, better workers than all the other matches. Well, it also had like a really cool thing, like something that was new and something that was different. And it was, it, to be fair, it was very TNA. It was well, very. Well, they should have gone full TNA. They should have. If you're gonna sit here and you're gonna make this, you know, these little vignettes about burning houses down and Bray coming out and he's holding a cross to Randy's head and he's saying, "I have superpowers now." Well, then give the man superpowers. <laughs> like, attach a string to his back and make that dude fly. 
I want to see something like that. I don't want to see a projection of maggots on the ring. What the what? hell is that? <laughs> at first, he's like, he can project maggots on them things. <laughs> and I'm just like sitting there like, at first, it was like, whoa, what the fuck? And then by the third time, I'm just like, um. What is he doing? He did it, I'm just like, what is going on? It wasn't yeah, I cool. The, I, I love the JBL. Mago, they're speechless here in Orlando. I'm not speechless, you fucking moron. I'm just fucking speechless because this is such a horrible fucking match, JBL. Fuck you. And that's that's bold because you love JBL. I love JBL, but I hate when he's forced to say this stupid shit. They're speechless, Mago. They're not speechless because of that. They're speechless because the match is shit. <laughs> This was the worst match of the night. It was. And it could have been the best. It should have been. <laughs> this is for the WWE Championship. It's the biggest this... title in the in the company. Exactly. It's the WWE Championship. They built this whole thing. And I'm going to go <laughs> through it all. They fucking put these guys together. This feud had gone on between them for months. And then what do they do? Well, they have them team together. They form the Wyatt family. This is genius. They win the tag team titles. They sacrifice Rhino and Slater. Now, could you have argued that act was getting old? I guess, but it could have gone another month or two. <laughs> they give Orton and Brian the belts. The entire tag team division takes a step back for these guys, as if they really needed to even do that for the shit tag team division that didn't even have a match at Mania. So they take a back seat to this. Survivor Series. Orton and Bray Wyatt win this thing. They win this match. Survivor Series was to push this feud. Yep. We go into the Rumble. Orton wins the Rumble. The Rumble was for this feud. Not only that, Cena beats AJ to set this thing up. And then we get Wyatt winning the Chamber. The Chamber and the Rumble were for this. Wyatt wins the Chamber. And at the same time, John Cena gets pinned twice clean. He loses clean to Wyatt twice. That's unheard of. Well, you... And then AJ loses to Wyatt clean in that same match. And then later on, Orton pins AJ clean all to push this feud. So you've lost AJ in the main event picture. You've lost Cena's 16 title run. You've lost everything building to this. And then you break apart <laughs> the Wyatt family. You break apart the Wyatt family for this feud. You, They literally pushed everything into this feud to culminate into a 10-minute shit show where the highlight was a projection onto the ring. I don't understand how a match can be slow, slow-paced. This was slower than the Triple H match, and it was 10 minutes long. The finish was so bad. It was, it was horrible. It was an RKO out of nowhere. I'm like, okay, cool. And then he pins him, and Wyatt loses. What the fuck? Wyatt what? finally wins the belt for this? It was one of the worst title runs of all time. I can't believe they treated him like this. Not only has he never won a Mania now, he's fucking lost his belt the one time they decided to give it to him. And, and he's been, and he's been, they've kind of hinted toward him getting it for three years. Which is, and he finally gets it. And the worst part was that he hit his sister Abigail and Randy, and Randy kicked out. And usually in the WWE that means the next time the guy hits his finisher, he'll kick out. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, Bray's gonna kick out, right? Nope. I didn't even, like, expect the one, two, three. I wasn't, you know, like, when you're hyped, you're like, one, two. I wasn't even thinking. I'm like, he's just going to kick out, like, a two, maybe. And then, no, he didn't kick out. That was it. That was I just it. sat there like, are you serious? Everything that we've gone through, this whole journey, it's been so much. They literally dedicated all the resources that he had to push it's, this. It's, every, it's everything, so SmackDown, bad. everything SmackDown has been for the last six months 
has been for this. Yeah, it was for this. Ten minutes. And it was shit. It was really bad. It was really, really, really bad. I just, again, I just want to see some superpower stuff. Make him breathe fire or something. I mean... Is that unrealistic? Maybe. They could have done that. I mean, they could have actually put on a good match, too. I mean, these two guys aren't... These guys aren't bad. These guys are good in the ring. Have like I mean, a suck. Have like the <laughs> ghost of Sister Abigail show up or something. Right. I mean, I don't know. Hell, I, think... I would have been okay if they would have just had the match in that little dingy ass shed that Randy burnt down, and then just had the ring empty <laughs> for that ten minutes. Like that would have at least been cool. Like some a... final deletion. Guy yeah, like some like yeah, like a Hardy compound from match compa- from the Wyatt compound. Yeah, like why not? I mean, I think this match would have benefited the most out of every match that needed a stipulation. Like, when you tag in the no-holds-barred to the Undertaker match for no reason. I mean, this match could have been no-holds-barred. This could have been something. Just to help it. I mean, I didn't think this match would need a stipulation because these guys are both good. And we've, like I said, we've built everything for this. And it was just, it was so shit. It was so this bad. Left, it left such a bad taste in my mouth. And it didn't get any better from there. Well... I'd argue that the Goldberg-Lesnar match was better than Orton Wyatt. It was, because it, it had that one really cool moment where Brock jumped over the spear, and that made the entire match. Well, look. Because I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what if Goldberg would have won, I'm not watching the last two matches. I'm turning it off. Right, well, I mean, I think everyone knew Lesnar was winning, and but there's I'm no saying, way he was going to lose. I'm saying if Goldberg hits that spear and they do another... Brock has cracked ribs and Goldberg wins. I'm not watching the women's title match. I'm, I don't care if Undertaker's last match. I'm missing it. Well, I'll be honest. I'm turning it I off. Thought they, I thought they cut the women's match, and I thought it wasn't <laughs> happening. So this entire time, I was like, "Is there going to be a women's match?" And then I was looking on Twitter, like, "I'm like, what's going on? Like, they cut this match. This match. I was actually looking forward to it." But um, look, Goldberg Brock, it was a lot better than I thought. Yeah, I was it was. Expecting, I was expecting a two-minute shit show, <laughs> like. Like, this was much. This was the best thing they've done. And I mean, look, there's heat on it because this shouldn't be the universal title match. No, it shouldn't. Um, and I don't think anyone really wanted to see this again. But, you know, for the actual match itself, it was surprisingly kind of fun. Like, I actually found myself, like, w- like watching this match with intent. And, like, I was actually cheering for, like, the moves. And, like, that's at first, like, Lesnar came out the gate and was like, uh, getting on the Goldberg right away, I'm like, okay, I saw this coming. He's just gonna pin him right away. And, and then, then boom. Goldberg hit that. He hit that surprise spear, and I was just like, whoa, like what just happened? Then he hits another one, and then they do like that. Um, he spears him through the barricade. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's a pretty good spot too. And then uh, the Jack Goldberg. Well, Goldberg took a lot of bumps in this match too, he and did. I didn't expect he would. Like, I mean, this is Goldberg we're talking about. I didn't <laughs> think he'd do that. And you know, it's. It's, it was still a five-minute match for the Universal title, which is arguably the most important title. So, you know, I, I don't think that's good. And I don't think, you know, the part-timer should be here. But, I mean, you know, it was better than I thought. Um, a lot better than the Bray vs. Orton. Because I felt like this was actually fun. And, like, towards the match, like, the crowd actually started getting into this. Because, like, they were booing both guys in the beginning. Because they didn't want to see this. And I think the way they actually booked the match was actually kind of good. So it was better than I thought. Uh, surprisingly fun, um, but yeah, still waste of a title match. And five minutes for the Universal title, less than five minutes is kind of, you know, it still, still also leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Here's the big thing. This is the one time, the one time, 
that the WWE has ever listened to the WWE universe. And I hope I hope that they learn from this mistake. Because they obviously were going to have Goldberg beat Brock Lesnar the first time. And I wasn't happy about that because it ruined Lesnar beating Taker in my eyes and all that stuff. But if they did that and, like, the fans got so excited about it and, like, all they cared about was Goldberg for, like, that week or two. And they basically said, okay, if they love it, then we'll just have them eliminate Brock at the Rumble. We'll have them beat Kevin Owens for the Universal title. And we'll see how far we can push this to WrestleMania before we can have Brock Lesnar beat Goldberg. They literally, <laughs> well, they literally had a thank you Brock chant yesterday on, on Raw. Right, and Goldberg, whenever he got mentioned, would be booed, and he said, you'll never see Goldberg again, and they're like, yes. And it's like, I felt bad for Goldberg, because like, like, I don't know if you What's the WWE's the fault? They listen to that, the fans, and the fans, and I, did, I guess Did you it's, see it's, what happened with Goldberg after Raw? No. Where like, after Raw, he came out, and you know, instead of Raw Talk, this was like the first 30 minutes of Raw Talk, Goldberg came out, and he was, and like, they were booing him really hard, and he was like, look guys, like, this isn't for the show. Like, they approached me to do this, like, um, and he just said, like, how much fun he had, and, like, you know, um, he just really wanted to do it for his son, and, like, he was, like, breaking down, and he just wanted the fans to appreciate him, and honestly, like, after watching it, like, I felt bad for the dude, because, like, it's the the way it got booked, like. But it's it's completely WWE's fault, because they listened to the fans, and I guess, you know, I'm a fan, so I guess I have to put myself in here. Is as fans, we always want them to listen to us, and this time they did, and it shows that we right. a- we actually know nothing. We should leave them to do the job because it's their job, and I like we should just enjoy it. It's like that Kanye meme where like the joke's gone like too far. Yeah. Or like yeah, like Goldberg like beating Brock was like it was cool and it was like a surprise, and it, like at first like when that happened when Goldberg beat Brock, I was like no. No, what is going on? And, like, I popped because I was, like, surprised and, like, shocked. And then it turned into, like, anger. And then, like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, I kind of wanted to see what they would do at the Rumble. I didn't want them to win at the Rumble. But, I mean, I'd, like, I, I thought it was, like, a lot of hype towards the Rumble. And then, I mean, the worst part, and this is when the joke got taken too far, was when Goldberg squashed uh, Owens. Yeah. Um, this match didn't need to be for the title. I mean, it didn't really bring anything to it. And Goldberg is a universal champion. Like, I mean, he barely showed up with it. And, like, they never really mentioned, like, oh, yeah, Goldberg's a champion. Like, it was just kind of like, yeah. We went, we went two months on Raw without having anything. Exactly. Like, any sort of excitement like, or buildup to an actual, like, big match. Right. And Owens did his best with that title. And Goldberg was kind of, you know, it's not his fault. It was the way it was booked. But, I mean... Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. So uh, the actual match itself, surprisingly fun. I'm still upset this is the Universal title match, and it was four minutes long, and yeah, this has just kept going. As, you know, By now, I'm like seven hours into this shit show, and yeah. <laughs> I'm not spending much time on this six-pack challenge match, David. Well, I know you were excited that... for it, but yeah, I mean, good for Naomi to win in her hometown, um... but like... Uh, I'm a big fan of most of the girls. Um, I like I like the SmackDown Women's Division. I'm happy this match didn't get cut. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather it have gotten cut. If that's the match we were well, getting, I would have rather it yeah, get cut. I mean, it was five minutes long for six people. Um, there was just like everyone got like a quick spot, and then it was over. The best like, spot was James Ellsworth. 
Right, which is hilarious. He, I mean, missed, the, he missed the no chin music. I mean, if he would have landed, it would have been brutal. I mean, <laughs> James Ellsworth uh, got to Mania and Samoa Joe didn't, so that's uh, pretty interesting. Uh, <laughs> that's huge. Right. Um, yeah, this match was a real letdown. Because, I mean, I guess, like, the only bright spot was Naomi winning in her hometown and, like, coming back to win it. Which I'm cool um, with, but I didn't like that she pinned Alexa. I mean, no, but at the same time, like, it would have hurt everyone else if they got pinned. They would have been buried even more than they, they already are. They should have had her pin Mickey James. Who cares? No, nah, because I think they still want to establish Mickey more. I That's... think they want to bring her more. So, like, have her pin Natalia. No, she's had a rough time. I think it's fine that she pinned Alexa because then it sets up their rematch and their feud still between those two. So I guess it's fine. Alexa lost I mean, yesterday. The rematch is I, over. I, I have more of a problem with Alexa tapping. Uh, I think it's better, you know, when your champion, like, submits, it always is kind of a bitch move. It's why, like, it's Cena weak. never taps. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I guess she is a heel, so it's a little different. But uh, I don't know. I mean... Yeah, this match was really bad. This is one of the worst matches. <laughs> it was the worst match. Well, well it was it the second help. worst match. It doesn't help that this is like seven hours in, and like we're getting exhausted and like angry, and like we just saw two shit matches, and like the Triple H match was good, but it lasted so long. Yeah. And then like two shit matches after it, the concert. We're just like, I think the fans are just like starting to get in a bad mood. And, like, you show this to us, like, why is this here? And, like, it was put in such a bad spot, too. And, like, only given five minutes. It was, like, it's it, they kind of, the woman's revolution, but why are you still treating it like the bathroom break match? Yeah. So, at the same time, like, that was fucked up. And then, and then we just hit rock bottom. Oh, my God. We just hit rock bottom. It, it starts, it, and it got off such a promising start because Roman comes out and he gets the fireworks. And you're like, okay, that's cool. And then I'm sitting here, I'm like, I, I press I, I do it every year. I have the I break the timer out. I'm getting really excited. How long is it gonna take Undertaker to get to the ring? I'm looking at I'm looking how long the ramp is. I know Taker's stride and I'm saying it's double digit minutes. It has to be double digit <laughs> minutes. And then he comes up from an elevator. So then then at that point I'm starting to get disappointed. And that should have been the sign for me. Oh no. It's about to get really bad. Um we, well, bo- we both agree. Taker stayed two years too long. He should have when, – when, when he lost to Brock, that should have been the last match. He should have said goodbye after that one because this – Right, as and a, I thought – As a wrestling look, fan, it's just really – it was hard to watch. Well, that match with Brock, it was such a surprise, and it really helped um, push Brock to where he is now, even though the Goldberg thing kind of hit him or hurt him a little bit. But it pushed Brock into like being the dominant – like guy that he is so i don't have a problem with the streak ending there but he probably should have just uh you know that probably should have been it because each wrestlemania he looks worse and worse and i mean i know he needs hip surgery and um if he does get that surgery he's never able to really perform again and he probably should have gotten it a long time ago but you know he put it off for this match and god the guy can't even fucking walk like this match was it started off good 23 minutes of this. I mean, I understand you don't want Undertaker to have like a five-minute match, ten-minute match, because I mean, it's Undertaker and this. It would have been better that way, though. It might have been, to be honest. Um, at the end, I think at the same time they don't want to do it. I understand that, but that finish was so bad. I mean, Roman's gaining momentum to really. I mean, he's he's going for a spear that I think he's trying to cut Undertaker in half there, and Undertaker bouncing back in on the road, and Undertaker couldn't follow him. 
He's trying to pivot and follow him, and he, and he couldn't I'm not do lie. it. It was just sad. I do that on on like 2K WWE 2K sometimes <laughs> just for fun. I like jump around, like like run back and forth in the ring. But I mean, like, not even Jr. could make this match interesting. To be honest, I was kind of disappointed like, in Jr. Well, I mean, God bless the guy. I mean, he hasn't done I it in a while. Well, I mean, his wife died too last week. So, like, I mean, I, I feel bad for the guy, like being able to do this. But I mean, at the same time, like. I, I, the, the commentary, they were trying so hard to get, like, people into the match and, like, keep you entertained. I can't imagine seeing this live. It must have been so slow and boring. And, oh, my God, it sucks with this Undertaker. But it was just so sad to see this. I mean, the man can't even walk. And, like, this was a slow match. Not in, like, the methodical age style, but it's in, like, a... Bro, a Taker needs five minutes to stand up. Yeah. And, like, it was... It was just pathetic to see this guy. He's like, he's been a hero to so many people. Just like, just end it, man. Like, I, I, it was so hard to watch. And like, it made me feel so uncomfortable. And by the end, it was such an underwhelming, like, end for The Undertaker. Like, it was just like, it was just sad to see it. And like, and like, when you see him, like, taking off the robe and like, that's it. It was, it was more like a, I wasn't. That moment wasn't, was like, cooler than any moment in the match. Right, and I, I thought, like, you know, like, when The Undertaker finally leaves years ago, I thought, like, that'd be the saddest moment, but it was actually kind of a happy moment for me. I, The dude can actually relax now. It's time for like, him to go. Like, you can retire in peace, man. Like, you've done such a good job. Like, I'm happy for him. Like, I want him to... He didn't need this match, dude. And, no, like, I don't know if Roman winning this is really going to be the thing that pushes him that hard. It will never... It'll never push him, but it's the WWE statement saying, deal with it. it, it, it I mean, the, this is the match that makes it the Roman Reigns era. And if you and if you don't like it, the WWE is saying, screw you, who cares? So you might as well get used to it. The guy's been pushed to the moon already. I mean, on Monday, the heat he had was, like, amazing. And I haven't seen anything like that in a long time. So in a way, like, it, was it worth that? Maybe. I mean, the guy's so hated now, which is amazing. I don't know, just this match was so long, and it made, made me feel so uncomfortable. And then, like, the whole, like, I don't want to call it ceremony, but the whole thing at the end with Taker, like, putting his stuff down and walking up the ramp, it took, like, another 20 minutes. Well, what I didn't, and, like, what I didn't so get, exhausting. what I didn't get is it cut to Roman walking up the ramp and putting his fist up and, like, celebrating. And Taker, and it cuts back to the ring, and Taker has all of his stuff on, which didn't make any sense to me. Because why did you put it on to then take it off? Right. And at the same time, um, they had to lower the crowd noise for that, which was awkward. Yeah. And look, I, if you wanted to make Rain super heat, you should have made Taker sh- extend his hand for the handshake. And bully him. And then Roman just assault him, jump him, spit on him, what, whatever. What would have been really cool is if he, like, did that whole ceremony thing and he's walking back up the ramp to that elevator because there's no way he was getting back up to the top of the platform. Um, at that point, uh, they would have had to come and get an ambulance to take him. Um, and, and, and Roman just runs back down the ramp and just beats the crap out of him. Like, after the ceremony? Yeah, I would have loved Roman to see that. But Roman kind of played as, like, a face kind of thing. Like, he didn't want to do it and he did it. But, like, it, it didn't feel right. And, like, WrestleMania is always about those moments. Like, um, when, um, when Sean's facing Flair. Yeah. And uh, he's going for the sweet chin music. And I think he says, like, I love you or something. He does, or, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Before he does. He says, I'm sorry before he kicks him. 
Like, oh man, like that, that moment, was, like not even that the moment move, was great. It's just him looking at him and saying, I'm sorry or whatever, as he does it. Like, that's so iconic. But there's, but a, con- was, but there's a connection there. There's no connection between Roman well, Reigns and same, Undertaker. Yeah. And, and this was really forced feud, just kind of like put together. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really like it, I'll be honest. As a re- I'll, I'll be honest. I would have loved to have seen Cena Taker for the last one. I would have liked to see that too. I um, think that would have been a better way. And I'm not even a Cena guy. I'm just saying I think overall that would have been it would Well, it would have cemented Cena – in terms of, I mean, I feel like yeah. since they gave him that 16th title, it would have cemented Cena as, thanks for everything you've done. Like, because that's probably his last. He probably has one more title run to break the record, but like this is probably his like last year, and so it would have been like, thanks for everything. I mean, in in your I mean, eye, in our eyes, you're the greatest of all time. And they they could have just made Undertaker win the Rumble, Cena hold the belt till Mania, and just had Undertaker Cena. For the WWE Championship as a main event, I mean, I think than... that makes a lot more sense, and you could still do Bray, uh, Randy, like just earlier in the card, yeah. and I think that would have been a lot better. Was there, as a wrestling fan, was there any lower moment than when Undertaker tried to do that sit up and he like got halfway up and realized, ooh, and he like rolled over and like died? I mean, he tried to do some moves and botched them. I mean, even Roman was having a hard time. I mean, Roman can't carry the Taker. I mean, CM Punk was amazing at it, and even he struggled at times. I mean, yeah, just, it was pathetic. I I'm really sorry. Only, there's, I only remember Undertaker hitting two moves. Um, he hit him with that last ride off the turnbuckle. It was the worst last ride of all time because he get, couldn't even pick him up. Right, it was hard. I mean, Taker, too. He, um, I mean, Roman, he went for, like, the tombstone, I think, on, t- on Taker. Tried to hit him with the own tombstone. It just did not work. He also, he also missed a Superman punch. Right. Like, he completely <laughs> whiffed. so many botches. He completely whiffed a Superman punch. And Taker was just like, oh. And he just, like, hit the ground. I, I, and, like, in terms of actual wrestling, it was just not good. Yeah. And, like, I tried to put it away. Like, just be like, it's not about the match. It's about, like, what this means as a fan. But even then, I, I just couldn't do it. To be honest, this this match was actually worse than Bray, uh, Randy. It was. Like, it was actually worse, but I that, still think that Bray... moment at the end meant something. I think to oh, all right. of us. And I mean, that's still a moment, and I think Bray Randy, like with everything they put into that too, also is I think what made that match actually worse. Bray Randy because everything they built into it and the whole thing, and the fact that those two guys can actually put on a show and they didn't. Yeah. So I think those two are actually like made the big difference there, but you know. So we're sitting there. WrestleMania's over, and now. Uh, this, I think this is the best time of the year because you you always know every WrestleMania there's a guy who was injured, and in this case, multiple guys who are injured that couldn't make it to WrestleMania or they couldn't find a way to get them into WrestleMania late um, that come back. Uh, you get a lot of the NXT guys who get well, called that, up. Well, that's my, that's my problem because Finn Balor could have competed at Mania, but they said, no, it's fine. Uh, we're going to save him. He's not going to compete. And, and Nakamura could have been called up and competed at this Mania, but they didn't. So why did they have to push everyone else and have a 13-match card then? If you can sit out Balor, why can't you sit out some of these other guys? That's true, and I think Balor's one of the biggest guys in the company. Oh, absolutely. So if you can sit him out, you don't want to force him into a feud. And he could have shown up. He didn't have to fight. He could have shown up months ago. Or not, maybe like he could have shown up two months ago, cut a promo on someone, and just done promos back and forth with someone. Maybe he doesn't have to compete in a match. And just yeah. build to his return match is Mania. And they could have done that, but I guess they didn't want to. 
and I'm fine. Uh, look, I'm fine with Balor not coming back for Mania, but at the same time, you want to shove everyone else into a match. It's also the, it didn't, they, didn't, they do this, didn't they do the same thing with somebody last year where he couldn't come back before WrestleMania and he like still showed up and talked every week? I can't remember exactly who it was. Yeah, exactly. Like that they've, happened. Done, they've done that before. I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Like, you can do that. So, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, what was are looking up now. What was the most exciting debut for you after Monday? I mean, we have Finn Balor who showed back up on Monday. You got Ty Dillinger, Shinsuke Nakamura on SmackDown, The Revival on Raw. Which one... Which one, when it happened, um, were you the most excited to see? The thing about Balor is it was so obvious. It like, was. You, it was like, so you know, obvious. Like, the minute like, Kurt Angle said, I'm going to find you a tag team partner, I was like... Like, exactly. Like, dude, come on. Like, we know it's going to be. But it was... It, but it not really. Like, it wasn't a 100% like thing because Seth right. is the person who hurt Finn. Exactly. And it was still kind of awkward. And it, it wasn't was. addressed at, It wasn't addressed at all until at the end they kind of looked at each other. Yeah. So and then Seth kinda, raised his hand. Yeah, exactly. But, like, before that, like, you could have, you know, like, this is the guy who took you out for months, dude. Like, what's going on? Um, I, I like that. Um, the thing with Balor is it was so obvious. Um, the Revival, I was not expecting that. I wasn't, I wasn't sure either. if they were actually, I wasn't sure if they were going to get called up. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was going to be DIY. Right. And I guess maybe they'll keep him in NXT a little longer. I mean, the pop for them would have been nuts. But I guess they, I, I, I thought it would be DIY, but I guess looking back on it, they need a, an actual heel tag team that isn't Ander, Anderson and Gallows because those guys aren't over at all. Right, and everyone else, like, you know, uh, Endzone Cast and New Day, they're all famous. New Day, yeah, Hardy's, like, yeah. So it makes sense. Um, I'm not going to, the Nakamura uh, debut, I think, was the best, just because how conic, how iconic it was of Miz to stand there and say, No more Cena! And everyone was chanting, No more Cena! No more Cena! And then the music, Cena. and then the violinist just walks out, which I think is still. Out of nowhere. It's the it coolest just, entrance. I just. I didn't expect them to show up there. And, like, uh, Miz Nakamura, that's the greatest feud I never knew I wanted. Like, that's going to be amazing. And it was just so representative of, like, it's a new era. Like, no more Cena, no more Cena. Nakamura walks out. It's his show now. Like, that's incredible. I'm really excited for Nakamura's styles whenever it happens because it's going to happen. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. And I think that's going to be that, that's gonna be one that, like, I think that's WrestleMania next year. Can we do that for the championship next year? WWE Championship Nakamura versus I mean, I Styles hope next so. year. That that has to be it, right? Because I feel like that's something that like all of us are like, that's gonna be epic. Like that's gonna sell so good. Right. And I mean, I'm excited for the WWE because I mean, I never thought this would happen. I mean, I never thought AJ Styles, Austin Aries, Samoa Joe, Eric Young, all these guys would be with the company. But I mean, now Kurt Angle's the GM. The Hardys are here. Um, Nakamura and Dillinger have made their debuts on the main roster. Like, it's a great time to be a fan. Yeah, it's a I huge mean, time to be a fan. I feel like, because I feel like right now we're in like this fine where like, we finally have everybody back. Yeah, like, and it kind of perfect here, that way. Like, it's amazing. Like, Balor's healthy, and like, I just, I don't know. Like, it's such a great time. And like, WrestleMania was decent. I think overall, like, it it wasn't the greatest. Uh, it wasn't awful. It had its moments for sure. Yeah, it's definitely a mixed and bag. I mean, yeah, but looking forward, like, this is going to be great, I think. For sure. Uh, so Vince McMahon, Monday, says, uh, Superstar Shake-Up. What are you kind of looking for there? Um, I, I think I have my ideas. Obviously, uh, you know, when it comes to Vince McMahon and WWE Creative, we're always kind of wrong. 
But what would you like to see uh, from that in terms of what a shakeup could be and what it could mean for the company? I mean, I'd like to see AJ stay on SmackDown, but I guess he's probably going to Raw. Um, I think Nakamura belongs on SmackDown just because it's a two-hour show and there's not that many promos. It's more more emphasis on fighting. So I think they actually have to um, – I hope they take that into account that when you're doing that, that there has to be an account on that because um, – what's it called? Like so you only have two hours in that show. Yeah. So – there's, there's, if you think about SmackDown, there's a lot less promos in there. And it's actually just a lot more of um, just like in-ring action. So that's why I think Nakamura is perfect for SmackDown. And um, I think they could probably do that with a few more guys. So maybe like Strowman would actually be better in SmackDown. And, and guys who are better at uh, cutting promos should probably go on Raw. So it's kind of like, I guess Styles would belong more there. Um, I actually have no idea what they're going to do, especially since they haven't announced exactly what the shakeup is. So we'll see. I mean, they could probably benefit from actually doing something with the tag division on SmackDown and actually making something happen of it or trying to create it. I think they'll probably shuffle the women divisions around just because... Um, it's so top-heavy on, on Raw. and just like On Raw, exactly. And, and especially since we've seen all the same people and they've been shoved down our throat and we've seen the same time every 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 week. So I think they're just going to shove that shuffle that up. Because, you know, I just want to see something new. Yeah, how many times so, do we have to see Sasha and Charlotte and Bailey? I could, I could see Sasha on SmackDown, honestly. I think she could easily if, be the face of SmackDown. Exactly. If they're not going to turn her heel, I think she could probably just go to SmackDown. You know, that would be good. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm excited to see it. I mean, I hope they don't do something that I wouldn't agree with. I'm wondering, because of that, again, we kind of referenced it a little earlier, but the AJ Styles shaking Shane's hand. That could, I think you could look at that as a good buy, but I also think you could look at that as somewhat of a face turn for AJ in SmackDown. So I think that's, I think that's the most interesting thing int- to watch it was for. Interesting. Right. Um, it was interesting. I didn't expect um, it for sure. I mean, if there's something I really wanted, I want to see Rollins go to SmackDown. Why is that? Um, I want to see him on SmackDown. I think on Raw right now, like especially with Balor back, and. Um, how many guys are there? I don't. I don't think there's a main event spot for him. And I think on SmackDown, he can instantly insert himself into the main event. And I think he could maybe be a heel there too, and it would make sense. And I think it also makes sense because it also doesn't take away the Triple H thing. Because Triple right, H doesn't. Exactly. Be, Triple H doesn't belong to Raw. He's the company. Exactly, and I think he can carry that with him. And at the same time, like, yeah, I think I think it would be better. I think SmackDown could use another main event guy, and I think. He'd probably be the one that would fit in well there. Uh, I guess Roman could maybe, but I think with the heat Roman has, they're probably going to want to keep him on uh, Raw now. I would, I would like to see Roman stay on Raw. I, just personally, yeah, I, mean, I think that's where he belongs. With the heat he has now, especially if they do consider him the guy, he's got to be on the show. So. Yeah. Well, it's been fun. I always, I always yeah. enjoy talking wrestling. You know, we're constantly talking about it. Um, but this is, this is the most exciting time of the year. I think we can't state that enough. I mean, anytime you get WrestleMania, whether it's a letdown, whether it's everything you expected it to be and more, it, this is the best time for wrestling fans. I think this is where we get the best out of the company um, for the most part, for the most part. Um, and so I'm excited to see where they go. I think this is always a, a fun year to see how what, what direction they change. Um, 
I'm kind of excited to see what they do. I think we kind of mentioned, but the, this is the Roman Reigns era now, and I want to see what they do with that and how big that gets. You excited for Lesnar Reigns? Um, if they book it right, I guess. I mean, we'll see. I'm more excited for the Hardys. I mean, I hope they're actually broken. They're kind of doing like a half-broken thing where they're like Matt, saying like the catchphrases. But yeah, like, Matt, Matt makes like a delete like he does arm that, wave like, every right, like once like, in a while. But he, he like when he talks, he doesn't have the accent. It's not his broken brilliance. Well, he coming from his expedition. He tweeted that the the, uh, the WrestleMania crowd cured him of his condition. Right. For, but I'm he also hoping... but he also ended the tweet with for now. Right, and I think it's because they have the lawsuit with TNA right now for Impact, the Owl, what Anthem, whatever. Yeah. So over the gimmick. So I think that once they actually win that lawsuit, then they'll incorporate it into a storyline and beat. WWE and the WWE is not stupid. That thing's over as hell. Like the chance have been insane, and like people actually enjoy that. Yeah, they're not. So I dumb. think eventually, eventually they're gonna bring it in. But I, I think I think Matt does it better. I don't think they need to do Jeff. And so if they're gonna, it depends. Right. Well, if anything, like the thing is, Jeff overshadows Matt a lot. But then if Matt has a broken gimmick, I think he kind of like brings him up. So I think if anything, they could keep Jeff the way he is and have Matt do the broken thing, and then eventually, you know, they can have the entire. Uh, you know, broken family uh, thing. They could just do the segment again, basically. Um, you know, I mean, I would have loved to have seen, like, you know, King Maxwell, <laughs> uh, you know, Vanguard 1 and Senor Benjamin walk out with him at Mania. It would have been the most hype thing, but, you know. You know how I feel. I'll take the Hardys back. You know how I feel about Vanguard 1. I'm not very, I'm not a big Vanguard <laughs> 1 fan. It doesn't make much sense to I'm me. I'm a huge Vanguard I'm, okay, I'm cool with Senor Benjamin. I'm okay with the Gardner <laughs> and, and prepare it's the battlefield. Great. I think that's hilarious. I don't really get the, the, <laughs> the, the little droid. I don't get that at all. It's great. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, for those of you who tuned in and listened, um, a, a big thank you. Um, me and David are finally getting a little less busy here, so we want to do this a lot more often. Um, we love the company, and for the people who listen, I'm sure you guys do too. Um, so this wraps up our WrestleMania Super Review, as David would say, the Super Review. Um, and uh, we hope you guys tune in for future episodes. So thanks for tuning in, and um, we'll see you next time. Cause I'm ready to go, let's have a good time What you waiting for, you only got one life